0: The secret of happiness, you see, is not found in seeking more, but in developing the capacity to enjoy less. From our old good friend, Socrates. I'm Curtis. My pal over there is Joe. And we are Dudes in Progress. Hey, Joe. What's going on, my pal? I'm ready to talk for the fourth time about minimalism. You think we've done the subject justice <laughs> so far? Yeah, I think we're doing all right. You know, I've, I find our show is doing what I wanted it to do, which was the focus in on things I want to improve on. And I catch myself thinking about these things all the time, doing the work and the studying and Talking to you on Saturdays about it.
1: I I agree, Kurt. I think that the show is doing exactly what I had intended as well, which is to fix you. (laughs) Well, good luck with that.
0: (laughs) Hope we got a long time. That's funny. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, well, this, yeah, we're going to finish up with number 11. What is it? 11 through 20 of your list.
1: Yeah, twelve through twelve through twenty one is today's list. Uh, we'll do a quick review of the of the first eleven. If you remember last week, we kind of called an, called an audible in the middle of the in the middle of the show to uh, finish up your uh, your part on uh, Joshua Becker's book, and uh, decided to move the the rest of the list a uh, twelve through twenty one over today. And if you're if you remember what that list is, it's the benefits of minimalism, 21 benefits of owning less. This comes right from Joshua Becker's website, becomingminimalist.com. I'm a big fan of Joshua Becker, and I know you are too, especially after reading his book, Kurt. Mm-hmm. And we will roll through the, uh, we've done one through 11, and we'll roll through 12 through 21. So you are absolutely right.
0: I like that audible you called, make a little edit and change to our format where I think what we're going to continue to do is alternate. We're alternate being the host, kicking off the shows and leading the show. We're both accomplished podcast hosts of our own. And then I like how you may take a topic a little deeper on one week, and I'll do
1: the next week. Yeah. Just like us, the show's a work in progress, right? <laughs> I,
0: I like that idea. And Then we'll we, – we've spent some time – over the last week, we said we were going to put together a 30-day challenge on minimalism, and I I think it's pretty solid what we we worked on. We've got the list together. You did a nice graphic, and I I know we made another good decision where I think we're going to continue the conversation. Where remember we had this argument? I don't know if you want to call it an argument difference of opinion on you lean more on the side of getting rid of stuff. And I'm thinking more about the minimalist side of things that matter, and so I think our list is going to be more first 30 days. And I could use a lot of getting rid of stuff, organizing, and all those kinds of things.
1: If you remember right, um, I I believe deeply in doing things that matter, right? Yeah. I don't want I don't want uh, I don't want everybody out there to think that and Joe's just all about throwing crap away. But I do believe that when you declutter almost every part of your life, physically, mentally, digitally, uh, even relationships, you make room for what's important. And sometimes, sometimes you don't even know yet what's important to you until you get rid of the clutter and your values reveal themselves to you. So once you've done this, once you've gotten rid of the clutter, Now we move into what's really important. Now, some people may have a solid grasp on their values and the clutter doesn't clutter up their values. But many people, I would venture to guess a lot of people really don't know what's important to them deeply until they can clear out the things that they know aren't important, the the clutter in their life. And it's not just stuff. There's lots of definition of clutter. Mm-hmm. So I think we're aligned, Kurt. Okay. Yeah, I know. If you wanna get, if you wanna continue to fight, we'll fight. But I think we're aligned. Mm-hmm. I think we're aligned. Mm-hmm. My my goal my idea is again, get rid of the clutter and your true values will reveal themselves if they haven't already. You know,
0: I find fascinating as we look into these quotes, some of the people were using in our quotes, are from ancient times. Mine was from Socrates, and saying the secret of happiness, not found in seeking more, but in developing the capacity to enjoy less. I don't know what Socrates was collecting back in ancient Greece, but it's kind of fascinating to me.
1: We've quoted Marcus Aurelius too.
0: Yeah. And I think
1: you quoted, I think you quoted great. Marcus Aurelius. I, right. I really invite you to read, if you've not already read some of the writings of the Stoics, including Marcus mm-hmm. Aurelius and meditations by Marcus Aurelius. If you've not read that, that book, there's a modern language version of it. uh, So don't feel like you have to learn Greek or Roman or whatever the language was Latin or I don't mm-hmm. know, but it's a, it's a really, it's a really good read. And there's some, there's some other stuff by Ryan Holiday. I think his name is, writes on stoicism. Right. Uh, and I really, really invite you to check that stuff out. Fantastic. Well, I want to check out your list.
0: 21 Benefits of Owning Less. I want to hear your 21 Benefits of Owning Less, Joe. I've been hanging <laughs> on my seat. You know, my wife, Margita, and I, every pretty much every Saturday, we go visit her mom who's in a nursing home. It's about a forty-five minute drive, up and then forty-five minutes back. I want you to know she is all caught up in the podcast, dudes, in progress.
1: I'm curious. I'm curious how many how many people had to drink last week <laughs> by you mentioning your other podcast. I didn't mention it at all this time. Well, yeah, maybe I, I opened up the door. There's still
0: there's still time. Maybe I opened up the door for that. Well, you know, Joe, tomorrow <laughs> night I'm I'm. Recording my 500 episode. Congratulations, man. 500 episode. If you have to know, if you're wondering, so I'm getting a gang together for a little round table celebration where they ask me some of my favorite moments doing the
1: podcast almost nine years and 500 episodes on what date will your 500th episode release? Oh boy. Well, I, I just released sometime in March, right? Well, yeah, I just released 498.
0: And so, two weeks from this past Monday,
1: as we're recording here on Tuesday. So, about awesome. two weeks. Congratulations, pal. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say that a lot. Congratulations. It's been fun. So, if we want to go through this list of 21 benefits of owning less, let's roll through the first 11 that we covered Youts. the episode before last. Tell me. Uh, j- Tell me them. I'm ready. Number one, <laughs> spend less. Number two, less stress. Number three, easier to clean. Number four, more freedom. Number five, good for the environment. Number six, be more productive. Number seven, example for my kids. Number eight, support other causes. Number nine, own higher quality things. Number ten, less work for someone else. And number eleven, be happier. I tell you that list by itself is a pretty awesome list. It sure is. And as I as I look through this list this list, I might have started this list from 21 up instead of uh instead of 1 down through 21, but I didn't. So mm-hmm. we're going to continue with number 12. Do work you love. Ah, oh, you know I love that one. I'm a big fan. Yeah. When, (laughs) if you think about it, when you, when you clear everything out of your life, including at work, you can, you can easily see what you value most, what you enjoy most, where your skills are. Sometimes we're so caught up in the minutia that we can't see where our passion lies. We can't see where our, where we are truly valuable. Even to maybe if we're we keep our job, right we're not talking about quitting your job, but we're talking about doing more of the work you love and if you're able to clear the way, what I mean by clear the way is is understand what you value most in your work and where you excel the most in your work and where your true passion lies by clearing away the clutter uh you will do more of the work that you truly love. I've been passionate about this just since I was in high school.
0: I can remember going to the guidance office in the library and reading up on this kind of thing. What what was it I was going to do with my work? I was obsessed with going to college and trying to find something that, well, it's hard to do when, when you're in high school, but I, that continued even through college and even after I got out of, working I was working Uh, somewhere I thought I had an analytical ability seems I did since I've been I finally started doing that but yeah I I, it's a lot of self-reflection too and really thinking about those those things that you're doing and I did a lot of things I tried some things that it was quite obvious I didn't like them (laughs) I tried sales I remember getting out of college and getting into a going to interviews got down to the last second the guy said i don't think you're cut off for sales that was kind of hard to hear but he was right
1: also also when you when you own less stuff you have less to take care of you have less to worry about less fewer bills fewer obligations fewer things to worry about and when you have fewer things to worry about your your time is freed up to do the work you love maybe yeah. it, maybe the work you love makes half the money that you make now right yeah
0: I, well i think i've always encouraged my kids too to pursue some find some way to enjoy the work that you
1: do cuz if you have less stuff yeah fewer bills fewer obligations fewer things to take care of fewer things to worry about All right You can pursue a job that you love, and for now, it may may make half the money. I I remember listening to an episode of The Minimalists. Joshua Fields Milburn quit his $200,000 a year job, laid himself off, Mm -hmm. and went to a job where he made 90% less. For the sake of simplifying his life.
0: Yeah. What was the result of that? Looking
1: back. Well, the result of that, he's very successful now. I mean, he doesn't reveal any of his income stuff, but he was able to, he was able to uh, build a life that he wanted, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: build a job that he wanted. He does lots of, he does a lot of things. He does the minimalists, of course, and he does that podcast and he does the, he, he's an author, but he also teaches people how to write. He teaches people how to be good authors, and he does probably some some personal coaching and things like that, just doing whatever he wants to do, whatever mm-hmm. he loves to do. But he had to make that radical decision. That's a lot of time spent on number 12. All right, let's Do go. work you love. Yeah. Do work you love. Like but that's important. That's important. That's a passion of mine, too. Number 13, freedom from the comparison game. I And I can't remember who this quote is. And, and if I don't get it exactly right, uh, forgive me. But it's basically this. We work so hard to spend money we don't have to buy things we don't want to impress people we don't like. Yeah, that was Will Rogers. You had that. Will that was Rogers. Your... That was my quote from last week. I Will think. Rogers. Good memory. Was it just last, was it last week? week or the week before? Mm, something like that. Yeah. So it was it was a. Uh, May what it was a in the past, let's just put it so that way. So this is
0: free yourself from the comparison game.
1: Freedom from the comparison game. This is mm. what minimal this is a this is what minimalism will bring you. That Freedom is. from the comparison game. When you think about it, like I have a very minimal wardrobe. All of my clothes can fit into all of my clothes do fit into closet space that is about thirty six inches wide. Every single lick of clothes that I have, that in the top one one drawer of a of a dresser drawers, one the top drawer of a dresser drawers, a mm. standard dresser drawers. That's where my underwear and socks and a couple hats and mm. things like that go. Uh, everything else uh, and a couple pair of shorts. Everything else goes. Everything else fits into a closet. People pretty much know how I'm going to show up, <laughs> how I'm going to be dressed when I show up. Yeah, they've seen the whole and it's appropriate. <laughs> What's that? They've seen the whole wardrobe. They've seen it. Right, right. Uh, Uh, Joshua Becker wears the same thing. He has the same outfit that he wears mm -hmm. every single day. Now, he may throw a jacket on for a special occasion or may throw a pair of dress shoes on for a special occasion for. But for the most part, he wears the same thing every single day. And I love that. And when when you free yourself through minimalism from the comparison game, you don't worry about that. You don't worry Mm -hmm. about having the latest fashion. You worry about comfort and function Mm -hmm. and appropriate attire for the moment.
0: I think I've never had that social pressure. Even when I was a kid, that wasn't part of my culture growing up. It's not been even in the working world, the, even the business world where I worked, it's business. Casual has become the norm. We're even wearing jeans at work now. I'm I'm all for it. I was never much of a dress up person, anyway. I've never been into fashion or clothes, and I'm fine. I mean, except for my T-shirts, you know, I do get quite the fancy
1: T-shirts, but other than that, that's all. Well, you can't see it, but Kurt has a Led Zeppelin T-shirt on right
0: now. I've been collecting a lot of the stores. Target has these the the old rock rock and roll bands, so I like I like the old classic rock bands and picking those up, but. Yeah, and I think more. I the comparisons are more. The difficult part is, hey, you're trying to do a podcast, and you know you want you know, people want to be like the big, the big guys, and that that's a tough trap to get into to try to compare yourself to people who are famous, and
1: you don't have to do that. You can, well, our culture begs us to own more. Yeah. Our culture begs us to buy the latest, gra- greatest, newest thing, and we stuff our closets because of sunk cost bias uh, or some kind of fake value that we put on things uh, or guilt. We stuff our closets for the things that we we bought last year uh, that is just as functional, but we want it the latest and greatest because we saw... The Jones is across the street with the latest and greatest. I think most more, I think more people are trapped by the comparison game than they care to admit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I find myself doing it. Uh, I find, man, I look at a car and like, wow, I'd really, that's a nice car. I'd kind of like to get a Tesla, <laughs> you know? right? That's, that's a really nice car. And I think more people, like I said, than they care to admit get caught up in this comparison trap. And minimalism, once you make that mind shift that you're living with less, minimalism will help you, will help free yourself from that comparison game. Number 14, time for things that matter most. And these all overlap, right? These all dovetail into each other. Uh, I believe, and you've, you'll you hear me say this a lot. You've probably heard me say this a lot. Kurt, I know you've heard me say this a lot. And I know that people who listen to my other podcast, uh, Simple Joe at thesimplejoe.com, hear me say this every show. Memories are better than stuff. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Memories are better than <laughs> stuff. Take time for things that matter most. You can never get your time back. And if you spend your time... Worrying about collecting, buying, organizing, cleaning stuff, you are using the most valuable resource you have, and that's your time. The less, the less time you spend on stuff in every area, the more time you can spend with the people who love you and the people who you love doing things that you love and uh, this is near and dear to my heart. We only have a limited of time on this earth, and we don't know when it's going to end. You know, uh, as we talk right now, President Jimmy Carter is very sick. He's lived to be 98 years old. Now, he may he may live another year. I don't know. He's in hospice now, so probably not. So he's sick. I don't know from what, but this is not a political statement. Jimmy Carter may or may not have been a great president, but for my money, he's the best former president we've ever had. Mm. Meaning he's a good man Yeah, that mm-hmm. has done good things. Uh, that has been a good contributor to society. Yeah. I know he was committed to habitat for humanity. And he made a decision when he left the presidency to go back to live his simple life in Plains, Georgia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he did important stuff, right? He did, he did lots of important things, but he kept his life simple so he could have time to do the things that matter most to him. He, he went mm-hmm. back home to Plains, Georgia, mm-hmm. lived a simple life, continued to teach Sunday school on Sundays, mm-hmm. and made sure that he had time. By simplifying his life and keeping his life simple to do the things that matter most. And yeah. that's what minimalism will do for you. Now, Good example. Wow. Is Jimmy Carter a, a professed minimalist? I don't know. Probably not. But he's an example of making a decision to simplify your life so you can do the things that matter most.
0: Well, I know he went to Disney World because I saw him there. There, I actually saw him there. Did you are I ever hear ever tell you that story? No, <laughs> I was in, I'll make it quick, but one of our first trips to Disney world back in early two thousands, sitting at the animal kingdom, the lion King show. It's a big in the round kind of theater, kind of a Broadway production. And I see these guys with dark glasses come in. We were in like in the third row and they had the section, all VIP ready for VIP to show up, which happens often at Disney world. And, <laughs> I, I noticed Rosalind Carter, his wife, walk in, and Amy Carter and her husband, and there he was, Jimmy Carter with the Secret Service, sat right in front of me. Right in front of you, really? <laughs> right, back in front of me, yeah. And where were you? We were at Animal Kingdom at the Lion King show, which was like a Broadway sh- It's They still do the show, yeah. <laughs> My little touch of
1: fame. Was there an opportunity to, to say hello, or...
0: No, not really. It's it's kind of weird when you see celebrities. Give them a hug. Especially when they have secret service
1: (laughs) with the dark glasses. I don't know how big Jimmy Carter was, but you're, you're a solid six foot two. I was sitting down. I mean, he might've been afraid of you. (laughs) I'm a threat. Watch that guy. That's a that's a cool story. I Uh, dig it, man. uh, I dig it. Outstanding. So that's number 14 time for things that matter most. Number 15. It's visually appealing. Now, this is subjective, right? This is a matter of opinion. But when I go into somebody's home and it is just cluttered, just full of stuff, (laughs) I'm not comfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm not – now, a lot of it has to do with the company that I'm keeping, right? But generally, it's not as comfortable. It's not as as appealing. (laughs) And I'm speaking for myself. Okay. When I go into a room where things are put together and there's not a lot of stuff, I feel like I can breathe. (laughs) Again, this is subjective. This is a matter of opinion. But that's how I feel. I'm laughing because I feel this was a
0: Seinfeld episode where Jerry meets this really gorgeous woman. And I think she takes him back to her apartment. <laughs> it's a complete disaster.
1: Well, Jerry the character, Jerry the character on on on, on right. the show, is very tight. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so, this, and there's you
0: know the whole theme. A lot of the themes of the show were these nuances that they had, they all the characters had, and you know his was cleanliness. He's kind of a freak when it comes to germs and <laughs> organization <laughs> yeah, and tidiness right so that was a a great I think that was a Seinfeld
1: episode if I remember right so I don't know I don't know how about you Kurt but again when I go into an environment and it's and it's cluttered and full of stuff Mm. I just feel yeah I understand that and like
0: I'm suffocating it makes me think you know I remember watching a, a video one of my speaking of rock and roll heroes John Lennon and he's in his big mansion, doing the song "Imagine," and Yoko's there. He's got a grand, baby grand piano that's all white, and there's not a thing else in the room. <laughs> and talk about a guy that's awesome who could have plenty of stuff.
1: That always, that always had an impact on me. I thought that was quite interesting. That is awesome. So that's number fifteen, visually appealing. Number sixteen not tied to the past, release the past to create a better tomorrow. How many things do we hold on to <laughs> that we've, we're just holding on to because it sparks some kind of memory and we don't want to let go of whatever that rep, that thing represents. If we, if we get rid of that, then we we're getting rid of a part of our past, right? Mm-hmm. And that can lock us up in the past. When when we're holding on to these things, we're not able to move on. I, I'm i trying to get rid of uh, part of part of our, uh, this is an interesting part, and I'll bring this up right now. Part of our 30-day minimalism challenge is something that I call a death party or getting ready to die party. I forget how I have it listed there. But it's basically where you you invite your family over to take the stuff that they want right now, to take the stuff that they want right now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not wait until you're dead. It gives you an opportunity to realize what do they want, what do they don't want. It gives you an opportunity to talk about those things. It gives you an opportunity to be in that moment and also will reveal they probably don't want most of your crap. <laughs> right? All that stuff that you think you're going to leave for them, yeah. that Yeah. those closets and garages full of junk, bet you they don't want it. Mm. Bet you you're, you're just being a burden when you do go. My
0: kids are going to take my vinyl collection. I don't, <laughs> I don't
1: want them to have it just yet. <laughs> but But minimalism releases us from the burdens of the past. We can move forward. Now, I like moving forward. I like buying things. I do. But one of the rules that I try to set up for myself is, if I buy this, what am I removing? If I buy this shirt, what one or two shirts am I going to remove? Because maybe I do, do want to freshen up a word, my wardrobe. Maybe I do see something, a cool gadget that I want. Okay, we have the liberty and the freedom to do that, but what am I going to release in order to bring that into my life? Yeah, that's good practice. and Because I don't want to be tied to the past. I don't want to be tied to this collection of memories. Uh, I like memories. Memories are better than stuff, right? I I say that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I said it before. So memories are important, but the stuff is not release yourself from the past allow yourself to move forward by getting rid of it don't tie yourself to the past and minimalism helps you do that number 17 that's number 16 not tied to the past number 17 less less places for your heart invest your heart into meaningful things and this kind of goes back to what you do and where you spend your time but it's also it's also where do you where do you invest your emotions Uh, we're, we're, if your emotion, if you uh, tie emotional value to things instead of people and relationships and contribution, if you tie your emotions to things, you don't have room to release your emotions to the things that are really important. So this whole idea of less places for your heart, the fewer, the fewer places that you pour your emotions into mean that the things that you, if you have fewer things that you're pouring your emotions into means that those things get more attention. Mm -hmm. It might be your kids. It might be your grandkids. It might be a special, it might be a special cause that's important to you. It might be uh whatever. It could be a planning event, a family vacation But the fewer things that you pour your emotions into, if you're pouring your emotions into stuff and taking care of stuff and thinking about your stuff, where you're going to store it, where you're going to keep it, where, what are you going to do with it? Your, your emotions are a limited resource. And where are your emotions better spent in the few things that matter or in worrying and taking care of all of this stuff. I'm pausing in case you want to comment between each one. (laughs) I I don't know when the pause is going to (laughs) come. It'll come after each one. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I get it. I'm going back to owning the camper or the fishing boat or the car. The, the auntie. I mean, not that there's, I know People are really into antique cars, and but they, they could be spending a lot of time. That could be a social thing, too. So it, it's, I guess sometimes it can be a
1: fine line. So that was number 17, less places for your heart. Number 18, more opportunity for rest. Just take time for a deep breath. And if you're spending all of your time in your stuff, it's difficult to rest. You ever go to a hotel room? I know you have. And that when you go into the hotel room, it's clean and tidy and everything's in its place. And there's not a bunch of stuff around you. And you just feel like, ah, oh, boy, that feels good. Yeah. I don't have to take care of any of it. Right. There's nothing for you to take care of. There's nothing for you to fix. dust, <laughs> fix. Now, imagine some of that feeling every single day of your life where things are just put together. You have fewer things. Everything has its place. There's a place for everything. I'm not talking about just organizing. I'm talking about having fewer things to worry about, to allow opportunity for rest. Because when you when you spend all of your time and energy in stuff, with stuff, about stuff, getting stuff, taking care of stuff, There's no real time to take a deep breath and take the opportunity to rest. Yeah. Our culture, again,
0: does not lend itself to rest. It seems to be, you need to be going, go, go, go all the time. And I think a lot are realizing that is not a healthy way to live without taking a break.
1: Yeah. And again, we're not only talking about minimizing stuff. We're also talking about minimizing our time, minimizing our, Obligations, our choices, yeah. being choosy in <laughs> where we spend fill in the blank, what we spend fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. So it gives you more opportunity to rest. That's number 18, number 19. And we have two more to go. Number 19, find things easier. Holy smoke. This <laughs> is near and dear to me man hopefully after this
0: 30-day challenge i will be able to find things easier that's a great goal to shoot for after we get through cluttering decluttering
1: i can't tell you how many conversations that that i've had with my wife (laughs) what did you do with my about where is this where's the flashlight it's in this drawer and i go to that drawer and It's not there. The drawer can barely open. Now, God bless my wife. I love her. I love her. I love her. But we have a different, we value minimalism in a different way. And that's something to talk about too, when it comes to minimalism, you can't, you can't force somebody else down this road. You can serve as as an example and take control of the space and the things that you're in control of, but you can't force people down this road. Heck, you can barely force yourself down this road. I'm, th- I'm getting less a little anxious people.
0: about our list because of some of these, I'm probably going to have to have a conversation with my wife.
1: <laughs> well, on that list, on that list, Kurt, we don't have to. You can just do what you can control, right?
0: No, I'm going to try to. Tell, like there's a there's a coffee pot that is burnt out. It's a percolator that literally caught on fire <laughs> at the base when I was making coffee and for some reason it's on the counter downstairs that's the con- i'm going to have that conversation with my wife i'm going to find out why we still have this sitting on the counter right because the cord's still good <laughs> I, I well i think we replaced the top like 3 times like the little glass piece of the percolator we broke that like 3 times so i'm thinking she's clinging on to this cuz she thinks maybe some one day we'll have a percolator and she's going to want the top <laughs> So, but best I got right now. Well, when we have that gotcha. conversation, I'll find out for sure.
1: It's interesting that the value that we put on things. Well, now it?
0: she's listening to podcasts every week, so I can't hide from this percolator conversation. You called now.
1: her out. We've <laughs> called her out, man. So that's number nineteen. Find things easier, and I think that that kind of speaks for itself. Oh, it, if it's you so have frustrated. less stuff yeah, well, I to find, I know the easier it is to get find. it organized, like my tools. But it absolutely drives me crazy to try to find things that you know, you have it that I know I have where in the world did you put it, but where did I put it? And if I had less stuff, (laughs) first of all, I would know whether I have it or not. Right. (laughs) Right. If I don't have it and I really need it, number one, can I borrow it from somebody? Number two, uh, is it something that I can go by pretty quickly? Is it something that I really need? Mm. Can I get by with another solution? Uh, other than going to buy it. But, Joe,
0: I'm convinced there's a flashlight thief and a pocket knife thief in my house. And when I ever catch that bugger, I'm going to
1: find out why he's stealing my things. So, a few years back, <laughs> I uh, had eye surgery. And as a result of that eye surgery, I needed reading glasses. <laughs> and I know where this is going. I'm telling you, I have purchased, I, 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 I've, I've reached the point where I just buy them at the dollar store now because I have, I can't tell you how many times I've purchased I was say, reading glasses. That is not something you have minimalized. And what happens is, well, I have, and I have, okay. there's a little story behind this. I have minimized these. What happens is I can find none of them. <laughs> I can find none of them. I know I've bought 20 in the past month, (laughs) but I can't find a darn one. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, they start appearing. (laughs) And now I have this basket of 30 reading glasses, right? Uh, So what I did is I found a couple pair of reading glasses that I spent some money on. And I said, these are going to be my reading glasses. And I've done a decent job taking care of them. But still, I find myself, where are these things? <sighs> I don't know where to go, so, Joe. So you have your flashlight thief, and I have my reading glasses thief. Do you remember that comedian Stephen Wright? Yeah. Yeah. Very dry. <laughs> very dry.
0: Hilarious. Yeah. He made this joke. He said he lost his slippers, so he called information. He said, hey, do you know where my slippers are? She says, yeah, they're behind the couch. <laughs> <laughs> huh.
1: Thank you. Stephen Wright did another another mm-hmm. one. He said, last night somebody broke into my house and replaced every single thing <laughs> with an exact replica. <laughs> yes, that's right.
0: <laughs> oh, he had the strangest
1: humor. <laughs> Absolutely. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> so that's number 19. Find things easier. Number 20, live in a smaller space. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had it my way in my life and I was the only one responsible for me, I am the only one responsible mm-hmm. for me, but I, if, if I was the only person I'm responsible for and I don't have to consider the feelings or the emotions or mm-hmm. the needs of anybody else, I would probably live in a box. Would you do just, just a very a small, tiny house? Would you do? A, I would. What like a? I would.
0: Five hundred square I, feet
1: on wheels. Maybe, maybe. I'm kind of fascinated by that tiny the whole house. tiny house movement. Yeah. yeah, I I know that I can definitely live in a in a smaller place, even smaller than I have now. And we we downsized when our kids grew up and moved out even smaller than we have now because it's just less to take care of less work to worry about less to think about you know the the home is the a house is the costliest for most people is the costliest investment somebody will ever make and if you spend all of your money time cleaning time maintaining Money and time maintaining maintaining, money and time cleaning, worrying about ensuring all of that stuff, that big old house. Where where could those where could that time, energy, and money be better spent? Yeah, outside if you don't have a big house. <laughs> Get some it space. could be spent outside, it could be spent with uh, a calls that you care about, it could be spent traveling. Yeah, it could yeah. be set, spent on selfish endeavors mm. it doesn't necessarily have to be the great world-changing cause it can be it can be uh spent on things that are important to you like i said traveling mm. doing doing things that you find fulfilling whatever that mm. might be but instead here we are living in this big old house generally i'm talking about culturally in these big old houses with Four thousand dollar a month payments. Where could that time, energy, and where could those time that time, energy, and resources be better spent? So, by minimizing, you get to live in a smaller place and less to take care of, in a in a smaller investment. And finally, number twenty one: display what you value most. Communicate what is most important to you. Uh, I'm not talking about living a completely sterile life uh, where there is nothing, no, no beauty around you when, when I'm talking about minimalism, but I am talking about what you surround yourself with are the things that matter most to you. The beauty that you surround your will, yourself with, the things that you put on the wall, the pictures that you display, whatever it might be, you minimize everything else and Only, only display those things that matter to you most. And when somebody walks into your home, they know exactly what's important to you. They know exactly what you value. I have one picture on, on a wall and that's a picture of my grandkids. Mm. Now, my other kids might say, Hey, who are we? Chopped liver? (laughs) (laughs) And they're, they'll get pictures too, but that's the first one that I hung. Uh, uh, but, and a picture of my wife, my wife and I, mm-hmm. our wedding picture actually is what I have hung up as well. Mm-hmm. But people could go into your home and know exactly what you value most. You can display what you value most by minimizing.
0: <laughs> well, I've not minimized in my office, so I'm going to stay away from that. One. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to look like a hoarder here. I've got shelves that I've built. I get a lot of listeners who send me things. I've got my album collections, I've got pictures. I got Kevin Curtis Allen on my wall and Glenn Kessler.
1: You know, as I as I look through this list, uh I I would probably say number 4 is what I value most. And number 4 is more freedom. The sense of freedom that comes from from minimalism is just refreshing to me. It helps me breathe. I no longer feel tied to stuff, material possessions, be it in my home or in my car or at work or whatever it might be. I no longer feel tied to these things. And I have a, almost a, a renewed sense of freedom of independence, of autonomy to know that I'm not, I'm not burdened with things mm-hmm. in my life. And that to me is free. So there's our list. The 21 benefits of owning less.
0: Great stuff to, to think on. And even to practice, Joe, as we get into our 30 day challenge. So we've done four weeks of talking about minimalism. And now for the month of pretty much the month of March, we've got a good list and you've got it in a nice pdf you can we'll put it out there on our our website i think if we we got to get our email list going we can have this available to email to people when they sign up for our email list this these kinds of challenges and you've got it started off on a saturday first thing Find ten easy things to donate or discard. I like that one. I like. How, I think your thought here, day one. You could start any day, but if you start this on a Saturday, you can start in the middle of the month. and Start checking these off as you go and build some momentum.
1: I think that's what you were going for there. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this list and day one. As we're, as this is releasing, this is March 3rd, as we're releasing this final episode on minimalism, our fourth installment on minimalism. And we're, we're releasing a dudes in progress, 30 day minimalism challenge. The worksheet that I put together uh, does start on a Saturday for day one, because Saturdays are, are an easy day to start most anything that you need some freedom to start, right? that you need that you need some uh some breathing room some time to think about it Saturdays are a good day to start those things so i started this on saturday so day 1 is saturday and i don't think we're going to go through the whole list but saturday this would be tomorrow for you as we're releasing this is simply this find 10 easy things to donate or discard 10 easy things to donate or discard and there's no rules there's no regulations here there's no real guidelines whatever those 10 things are those are yours just find 10 easy things to donate or discard they mm-hmm. you may find you may find big things significant things that you're ready to donate or discard and that's great but whatever those things are 10 easy things that you can easily get rid of easily donate that are have a low emotion that you have low emotional attachment to that are easy for you to discard, and that that mm. starts tomorrow, day one. For us, I think each week I'd like to look at the past
0: week and comment on each one that we worked. Well, not for each one, but some that were meaningful for us. I'm looking forward to get my garage cleared out. And Saturday, ten easy things to donate or discard. I could I could probably
1: do fifty things. But listen, if you 10, get momentum, yeah. God bless you for it. Right, I might do if more. If you get momentum, yeah. God bless you for it. So uh, I think, I don't know, Kurt, are we settled on how we're going to actually release this? Do we want to, like right here in real time, let the sausage be made. And you and I kind of decide how we're going to release this. Uh, release this Dudes in Progress 30-Day minimum Minimalism Challenge. Because this is not Friday, March 3rd for us. Uh, this is actually the 21st of no. February for us. So let's think about how we're going to release this. Here's, here's, I have a couple ideas and let me know what you think, Kurt. We could, we could post each day in the, in the Facebook group. As that, as that day arrives, we can make the PDF available and people can follow along. We can, I even thought about maybe doing a, just a little, a little daily podcast a 5 minute podcast every day that we talk about okay how'd you do yesterday how'd you do on how'd you do on finding 10 things to donate or discard did you complete that task mm. well here's today's something like that i definitely want to do the facebook
0: posting so that people can follow along they know what the item is for that day that's quite a commitment to do a podcast every day, even as small as five, 10 minutes.
1: Well, that would be, there would be no music. There'd be none of that stuff. There'd be no introduction. This would just be simply me or you saying, Hey, this is Joe checking in with you. How's your, how did yesterday go and your dudes in progress, 30 day minimalism challenge.
0: Yeah. You could explain what you did and what the next yeah. one was for next day. Very quickly. Mm. Very quickly, I wonder if that would be a value. That'd be fun to try. That
1: let's see what kind of response we get, and we'd put it right in this feed. Okay, right in this feed. So we would uh, on each Friday we would still release a show, but it would be a checkup. Let's think about that. So if you are if you are listening to a daily little daily check-in podcast of the 30-day minimalism challenge, you'll know that we did it, right? Mm,
0: that's uh, right.
1: If you're if not, you'll know we did decided not to do it. <laughs> we decided not to do it. But I think definitely uh we we will make the PDF available. Uh we'll put each day along with a link to the PDF uh available in our Facebook page. Uh if we're able to at the time to uh, to release that to as a as an email giveaway, if you sign up for our mailing list, you get this as a free giveaway. There'll be many ways to do it. Just go to dudesinprogress.com, and in, in today's show notes will be what we've decided to do.
0: I'm really excited to do this. I like these 30-day challenge. I like having something that I'm doing every day towards something I want to be focused on. And for thirty days, it's going to be minimalism. As we progress through the podcast, other things. I really want to. I hate when a week goes by and there's things that I've been wanting to do and I don't do them. And I really want. I think you can really accomplish a lot just by doing, you know, thirty minutes a day on something.
1: And these are things that most most of the thing, these things won't take more than a few minutes. so no. they won't take more than a than a, than a few minutes now. Some of them may, may take a little longer, but some of them are, you'll still find them challenging
0: though. Joe, I did this course. It was a 21 day course on change one thing adventure, you know, and it's still to be focused and to do the little workbook challenge, which was four, 10 minutes, something like that. Let's say it was 10 minutes. Why is that still challenging to, Mm -hmm. to commit Mm -hmm. to that? I found that
1: fascinating. So, this will be fun. If you have the PDF in front of you, uh, as you're listening to this, uh understand that each thing, each thing on here will be explained in the Facebook post at right. minimum. If we decide to do a uh a, a daily podcast, then it'll be explained in that daily podcast as well. But cuz some of them some of them require a little bit of an explanation. Mm-hmm a little bit of an explanation. I'll give you an example. Create a dated junk drawer box. That's day three. Create a dated junk drawer box. That requires an explanation. And on day three, if you're in the Facebook group or that we do this on a podcast, we'll explain that what Mm -hmm. that, what created a dated junk drawer box means. If you think about it, you could probably figure
0: it out since that's one of yours. You'll be explaining that one. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. let's move on to, we got our win for the week and our quote for the week and our resource for the week. What was your win for the week, Joe?
1: So yesterday, as we're recording this, this is Tuesday, the 21st, and maybe that's where we're pulling back the curtain and, and we're releasing the magic. But yesterday was president's day and I took the day off yesterday and I cleaned my office. And prepared to give stuff away, either discard it or give stuff away. Uh, I did some prep work for that. I even um, shredded a handful of things that needed to be shredded. I put in folders a few things that needed to be put in folders. I threw a lot of stuff away that I just didn't need to keep that I thought I I would keep. Put some bills in in a a system, in a process, uh, and threw a bunch of stuff away. Mm -hmm. A few garbage bags of things away. Uh, from paperwork to just some stuff that was I felt was cluttering mm-hmm. my office. So I took the day off yesterday and I cleaned my office and prepared to give stuff away and boy did it feel good. When I was done, I love coming into a nice, clean, slick desk with everything kind of in its place and I understand what my task is at hand because it's right there in front of me. I like but
0: yeah you know, so you think the podcast and all our talk about minimalism
1: was a motivating factor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because when we're putting it out there, we feel responsible to walk the talk, mm-hmm. right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It gets in your subconscious mind. You're thinking about it. It pops in your head. You're like, oh, we were talking about this. I'm I'm raring to go on this 30-day minimal challenge. I'm I'm thinking of things all the time. That is going to be part of my challenge I like that this coffee pot. All right. How about you? What's yeah, your my win, for the, win week? for the week? Well, we've been talking about the secret to happiness being relationships. Speaking of things that we've been talking about in the podcast that have gotten into my head a little bit. And unfortunately, a good friend of mine, someone that Joe knows, released or spoke about on, in our Facebook, in the Facebook groups how he lost his dad, and I—I I was profoundly sad, saddened all day yesterday thinking about this because I care about my friend, and that's one of the most horrible, tragic things that can happen—is the loss of a family member. And I find this Joe to be very awkward. I—I—I I, I, I am lost for words. And I don't think, I'm not really an emotional person. I'm not, I don't feel like I have this quality of comforting with people, which is, I shouldn't say that because it finally got to me. I I had a lot of things going on yesterday. I was busy. I recorded two podcasts or had conversations even after work, but I'm laying in bed about 930 after all that work. I don't know what motivated me, but I texted my friend, not knowing what kind of state He's in, you know, it's a turmoil. It's a big turmoil when, when the death of a family member. And he responded right back to me and we had a nice little quick chat, but decided to get on the phone today. We picked a time from this morning and we talked for like an hour and it was fantastic. Hmm. And I, I was, I felt so glad that I did reach out to him, although I was a little anxious in doing that. I know, I, I know that he appreciated it. And then we connected on some, practical matters and things that we could do for his family. And I feel so much better about that right now, but I'm glad I did that. And I, it was important. So speaking of things that matter, you know, relationships, especially comforting a friend in a, in a tough
1: time to me, what makes that a real win for the week, a real win is whether you call it God, whether you want to, whether you call it the universe, whether you call it whatever, Something prompted you, the universe, God, mm. the Holy Spirit, whatever your mm. thing is, prompted you and you took action on it. You felt, you felt a, yeah, a I was need. locked up about all day, but I, I, yeah, you felt a need to do this Yeah, and that need, that action that you took was a small action that led to a big conversation that led, I would, I would venture to, to guess that led to not only deepening a relationship with a very good friend, but led to helping his healing process. And that's mm. important, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. That's awesome. All right. And now the quote of the week, Joe. Well, we just talked about, we have, we kind of have a list here in front of us. We have our, we just talked about our 30, 30 day challenge before we go into the quote, Kurt, mm-hmm. Let's talk about a resource. Do you have a resource okay. to share this week? Well, while I was
0: looking in for the quotes on minimalism, I saw a guy come up a couple of times. I thought he was somebody else, and I kind of Googled his name, and he runs a blog. He's got a business all about this, and you reminded me that he's been doing this for a long time, zenhabits.net. Mm-hmm. I started reading a couple of his blog posts because I got his quote for this week.
1: Leo... Babuada? How do you say it? Babada? Babada. Bubada? Leo Babata. Yeah, he's like he's one of these he's one of like the grand poops of <laughs> of minimalism.
0: Well, like you were saying about the minimalist two guys. I'm reading some of his stuff. I mean, it's very Zen Zen in habits. I thought you would like that too. But it I don't know if he's a Buddhist or or whatever, but he seems to be like a regular guy. And you don't have to be a Buddhist to try to live some of these philosophies. But zenhabits.net, I think it's a resource I'm going to dig into his work as a blogger.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I've read a little bit of his stuff, good mm-hmm. stuff. You'll recognize you'll recognize a lot of it, but yeah, he's he's uh you know, he does his thing, no what's, doubt. What's your resource? No doubt. Mine's a little different. And when I think about things that help me simplify my life, uh one tool that has really helped me simplify my life is LastPass password manager. <laughs> I love this one. And we did
0: this separately. I don't think we talked
1: about this and we both are using this tool. So LastPass password manager has helped me simplify my life in an unbelievable way mm-hmm. by helping me number 1 create uncrackable passwords, right? Yeah.
0: Nasty passwords, long and yeah.
1: all kinds of characters. Right. By helping me create uncrackable mm. passwords. I mean, I think the statistics say the kind of passwords that they create uh, when the combination of numbers and characters. And yeah, they make no sense at all. May they? Well, of course, they make no sense. Uh, but numbers and characters and, and lowercase and uppercase and the, all the the combination, it would take millions of years for... <laughs> the fastest computer that we have to crack, right? Hmm. The cool thing is, is they, they store, they don't store these passwords. It's all encrypted and encoded. And the passwords themselves, they don't know. They don't have access to. I don't know half my passwords, my true passwords, to be quite honest with you. I have one master password that I have made it extremely difficult, extremely difficult to guess but i know it and that's the only password i have to worry about is that single password and if i know that password i have access to all my other passwords mm-hmm. and they're like i said they're not stored in such a way where they can be retrieved by anybody mm-hmm. other than me yeah i love this tool this is one
0: of those areas of frustration i the, all these things to keep things locked up They're so locked up, I can't even get into my own things. (laughs) An ID and a password, when it's, I have so many interests and so many places I go on websites, it's really cool. The Chrome browser especially has recognizes you're putting in an ID and password and it pulls it straight from LastPass or if you're on your mobile device, same thing. I know the iPhone, for instance, uses, has their own kind of, Password thing, but I use LastPass for my home computer and also for the mobile device, and it is so beautiful. I think it's like my daughter was the one that turned me on to it for a family price of like thirty dollars a year.
1: It's cheap, something like that. When you get when when you think about the value that oh, you get out of it, it's cheap.
0: It's it's a beautiful thing that you don't have to worry. Like you said, keep really sophisticated passwords. One click. Although I knew, did notice in WordPress, it hides the number I got to put in there. <laughs> like my my podcast WordPress site sometimes a little LastPass character gets in the way of me seeing what I got to type in there. But anyways, yeah,
1: yeah Other yeah. than that, it is a beautiful
0: thing. Good, good choice, yeah.
1: Joe. Yeah, it's a great resource, and it really helps me. And and, and this isn't one of those things that you kind of shimmy in there to the to the subject. This has helped me tremendously in minimizing my life and in and, and living right. don't have to worry like about a minimalist. Because I don't have to think about it. It's all it's all right
0: there. Awesome. Let's finish up with our quote for the week, Joe.
1: Mine comes from Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn is a personal trainer, not a not a physical personal trainer, but a personal development trainer from way back in the day. Uh he's he's considered like like I would say, the great uncle of of personal development. Uh, you know, you, you think about you think about uh, Tony Robbins. You think about Tony Robbins. You think about many of these many of these motivational speakers. They all, at some point or another, were students of Jim Rohn, mm-hmm. and he has some great books, some great philosophies. You know, you think about Napoleon Hill. And, and some of those guys that are like the grandfathers of personal development. That's why I call Jim Rohn kind of the, the great uncle, (laughs) you know, he kind of came after those guys, but had an incredible impact Mm -hmm. in a, in a different, in a different way, in a more modern way. And I love his stuff. Jim Rohn is really somebody to, to dig deep in the archives for and check out his work. And I love this quote by him. Success is nothing more than a few simple disciplines practiced every day. Mm. Not a lot of disciplines, not every once in a while, a few disciplines, a few simple disciplines practiced Mm. every day. If we can figure out how to just practice a few simple disciplines every day, success is inevitable. Mm, I like that. That reminds me,
0: I think I learned this going to basketball camps. I was really into basketball, improving my skills. One of the coaches, what was the saying when we were kids? Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. But he would say, practice makes permanent. And the other thing was, you got to practice the right things. (laughs) That's why practice makes permanent. If you practice to shoot the basketball the wrong way, you're going to have a permanently horrible jump shot. (laughs) But if you practice it the right way, like you said, every single day, then you will move closer to
1: perfection. And what I love about this is in this one little sentence, volumes are spoken. A few simple disciplines practiced every day. And that what it, What that sentence tells me, I I hear more in that sentence, what it doesn't say than what it does say, even so many times we try to just load ourselves up with all the stuff to do, all these things to do, thinking it's going to make our life better when we need nothing more than a few, a few simple disciplines practiced every day. How about your quote?
0: So I got my quote, but you made me think of this quote from Bruce Lee. I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once. I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. <laughs> going?
1: Well, why don't we just leave it right there, man? That <laughs> You saved that your other quote for next week. Uh, that was a lot easier. All right. That is right there. I was a big fan of Bruce Lee as a kid. Had his poster. That's a good way. That's a good way <laughs> to wrap this
0: up. I agree with you, Joe. So where can you find dudes in progress?
1: You can go to dudes in dudes in You can check out our Facebook or links to our Facebook are there links to how you can support the show links to all the shows are there, all kinds of stuff. If you want to read, read back and look at our, our quotes for the week or our resources, they're all right there in today's show notes, our wins for the week, uh, all right there at dudes in And, uh, I invite you to go to dudes in if you will. Support the show. Uh, if you support the show, we're building all the resources, all the extra resources for the supporters of Dudes in Progress. Uh, for example, you're going to be able to hear post-show conversations between Kurt and me. We'll eventually have in there small mini courses. Uh, we might even put in there archived podcasts when we get to archived podcasts. There'll be all kinds of bonuses and things like that over in the over in our Patreon support group, I guess you would say, but all that can be found in dudes at dudes in progress.com dudes in progress.
0: And don't forget, get into the Facebook group. We'll be posting our 30 day minimalist challenge. I like your idea. Maybe we should do some podcasts every day,
1: some extra podcasts just for supporters. That would be very cool. Kurt, as we wrap up this show, remember progress is better than perfection. Keep moving forward.
0: I agree, Joe, And next time, we will try to do better. Talk to you later. See you, Joe.